Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash Boost by Tax Day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. It's the Purple Pants, it's the Purple Pants, it's the Purple Pants Podcast. You better get your headphones and listen up quick. It's the Purple Pants Podcast. You better listen in public, might make your stomach hurt. It's the Purple Pants Podcast. You trying to unwind, you better get that box wine. It's the Purple Pants Podcast. You trying to get your snack, you better hurry right back though. It's the Purple Pants, it's the Purple Pants. Hello, hello, and welcome to the Purple Pants Podcast, Real Housewives of Potomac Recap, Episode 315, Pie in the Austin Sky. I serve as your humble and also gracious host, Bryce Isaiah, and I thank you so much for tuning in to this week's Real Housewife of Potomac Recap. If you could be so kind to ensure you are subscribed to the Purple Pants Podcast, we are available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you can find podcasts. The Purple Pants podcast awaits for you to subscribe. And as always, with our Real Housewives of Potomac recap, you can watch this recap in video. Just head over to YouTube, type in Bryce Isaiah, give this video a thumbs up, make sure you subscribe and let us know in the comments what you think about this week's episode. I am joined for another week with my girl, my survivor sister Jatia Hart Taylor and we are here to deliver you the recap of season eight episode five of the Real Housewives of Potomac you know Potomac is one of my favorite franchises franchises in the Housewife series. And so I'm so excited to just recap it with you and just to cut up and have a good time with my good sis Jatia. So listen, let's get into this week's Potomac recap. It's a man who is a man you being potatoes like we're cooking up a great stew. It's a man who is a man you being potatoes like we're cooking up a great stew. And we are back with your Purple Pants Potomac recap of The Real Housewives of Potomac Season 8, Episode 5. I am joined with my Kagian sister, the doctor. Hello. Hart-Taylor. Welcome back to the podcast. Thank you again. I am so happy to be here. The Purple Pants Podcast about Potomac. Lots of peas. We popping off. Okay. We get it pretty, purdy, popping patumics. Lots of peas. Yes. This was actually a really good episode. We have a lot to discuss. So let's jump right on into it. Okay, well, listen, I uh, I thought it was a mid-episode. I feel like in true Bravo fashion, uh, a lot of the juiciness is the last five minutes of it. But I've been watching Bravo for over a decade, so I'm used to uh, the, the tomfoolery that they get us with. Well, you know, they got to cut it. They got to bring you back. But I thought the um, part that they ended on was so good that it was definitely worth um, putting this up. 
um, into an episode. So we start off with everybody's getting ready to keep Austin weird, you know, so we're out shopping. Is that, uh, that was when Giselle said that I was confused. Is, Is Austin known for being weird? Austin is um, is like this little liberal enclave in Texas. So most of Texas is kind of conservative and that's what it's known for. But Austin is, you know, very progressive. It has South by Southwest, which is a big festival that they have every year. It's very tech involved. It's very artsy. It's it's very different from the rest of Texas. Okay. So well, I went to Houston. Little, yeah. And they was like, Houston ain't like Texas. Uh, so I, I, you know, I got to get to Austin. Uh. But yeah. Uh, I guess Ashley went to Austin over the summer and really wanted to bring the girls there. So um, Giselle, Mia and Ashley go shopping. But really it's to rehash the NECA and Wendy drama. And Absolutely. the girls are essentially saying they believe NECA. Like, why would someone come into this group uh, with such information and such specific and such like diabolical nasty shrines like who would just make that up and they you know believe NECA as do I believe everybody is team NECA everybody is team NECA um it looks like Wendy is losing her hold on whoever she had um so so yeah they get together they shop they you know they have to have at least one pool outfit and we do get to see everybody pull out their pool attire. Yeah. And yeah, that I mean, that's basically it. Everybody, even Ashley, you know, Ashley trying to be, you know, Wendy friend, but she's not really on her side. She was like, I don't know. Giselle just straight up be like, it sounds true. That's it. The spirit tell me it's true. You know, since we're talking uh, about spirits and stuff like that. Listen. And then simultaneously, we have Wendy and Eddie at this Happy. lunch. Happy. Uh Happy Eddie, happy, happy, happy Eddie at lunch. And they are recapping and they're just, first of all, they, they recap the Facebook and they're like, I that can't believe it. the best part of all of this, first of all, is the recap in the Facebook. So again, um, they bring that up in the first conversation about how um, Ike brought up Facebook and and everybody was on Ike's side on that too. He was like, tell me like a man, stand on business. Say it with your chest. Say right. you unfollow me. Right. Just tell me. And, um, and Eddie is like, I don't know him. Eddie's all Mariah carrying him. Like, I don't know him. I don't, I don't understand. I don't know him. I was never Facebook friends with him. I don't know. We weren't even, we didn't even, we don't even live in the same universe, man. That's Eddie. You know, Eddie's like, whatever. We went to the same school, but it's a little bit more than they just went to the same school and they try to act like they were both there at the same time. So come on now. If it's another African Ebo dude at your school, come on, you're going to know who that is. And that's mean, pre-med, like y'all both are doctors. Yeah, it's a little sus. And then I, even thought it was funny in one of Wendy's confessionals, the producer is like, so did Eddie know him? Like they were on Facebook and Wendy gives this very like, I didn't know everybody at my college. That wasn't the yeah, question. She tried, she tried to give her a man out, but it was like, I'm sorry, I had to do a lighting change. <laughs> um, um, Really, it's just they're, they have no water. They have nothing to hold. They have no, no legs to stand on. They sounded real shady. And we gonna circle back to that because you can see they only had them two supporting them too. Whereas Neca, um, you know, she, she had all the other girls on her side. 
And so, she, even, she had more than the other girls. Uh, and then we get NECA and Ike. They are going to the doctors. Essentially, NECA tells us that, like, in her culture, as soon as you get pregnant, you are supposed to whip out. Baby, 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 baby. And NECA and Ike were like, they want to live their life. And I ain't mad at that. Uh, and now so it's, I just want to I just want to point something out that I noticed. And I don't know if anybody else noticed this, but. Um, Nessa says she's 35 when she's at the doctor. And then later in the episode, she says, in all of my 40 years. And I was like, 40 years? You said she was 35 at the doctor. She did say that. Right. So I noticed that because when they were going to the doctor, the fertility special, I was like, oh, 35. You know, that doesn't seem like, you know, that's barely over advanced maternal age. 35 is advanced maternal age, right? When it starts being a little hard to conceive and that sort of thing. Geriatric and, pregnancy is what they call it. Well, thank you for that definition. Um, <laughs> I just know that because I... I was going to say, are you in the geriatric pregnancy age range? No, if you got I pregnant, just, would you be geriatric? I, I would be geriatric if I got pregnant. Okay. Well, hopefully you are, you know... You taking know, them I, precautions. I, Stay on your birth control. I do. I, I track my I track my ovulations. So yes. you know. Uh, but um, but then when she said the 40 thing at the end of the episode, I was like, aha, that makes more sense. Um, but I thought their interaction, I like them as a couple. Their I interaction do. was very cute. You know, he wasn't like belittling his wife and be like, Oh, you worrying about nothing, but you know, he was support, he was there, first of all. He got his sperm tested, right? You know, he, uh, you know, got the king of sperm, you know, the Usain Bolt uh, of sperm or whatever. He said his boys are working. I said, oh, okay, Ike. Uh, but yeah, we just get, um, again, more and more of NECA. Uh, and as far as I can see, we like her. Like, I don't have any issues. I like her. I like Ike. I like her. You know, it's the first person I've, uh, first time I ever liked a guy named Ike, you know, because when I think Ike, I think Ike Turner. Rolling. And I'm like, you know. Right, Roland, Roland, right. Sing the song anime. It was none of that. He was very supportive. I actually loved it. Um, I thought they were cute. I thought his interaction with the doctor was cute. Um, and you know, I I wish the best to her at 35 or 40, you know. I mean, listen, that math maths, because you know I'm 32. I'm in my late to early. Mm. I'm in my late 20s to my early 30s. So I understand that man. But you know, geriatric pregnancy. Okay. I mean, no, I said, I said when I get pregnant, uh, it will be a geriatric pregnant. I'm not, you know, I'm still living my life. We don't let that go. Like the pie conversation. Okay. Yes. And then we get to, ooh, which uh, another juicy thing that I thought was we get to Mia and Gordon and they're in therapy. Uh, Again, they are setting us up that Mia and Gordon aren't in the, the best place and some of the revelations that they were uh, talking about in therapy was really kind of like interesting to me one specifically that Gordon is working so much because he wants to be able to retire but not only retire but he wants to leave Mia and the children in a place that if something were to happen to him they would be good so one I would think that like Mia would like that then in that same conversation we learned that Gordon was allegedly going so hard at what he was doing and poaching the investors of different things that the board voted him out. Yes, the board voted him out. I thought that was very interesting. I think that's the first time 
they actually admitted to that. So that was very interesting. Other things that I thought were very interesting was that uh, Mia had retained a lawyer. Um, love to see a woman of action. Retain that lawyer, girl. Put that retainer on in, honey. You need some um, some legal representation. Um, I love that. Um, and just let your man know, like, you you are not up for the okie doke, that you are serious about your moves. And if you don't get it together and like a good husband, you know, like the insurance company say, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Like a good husband, he there in therapy with Mia. And Boy, he it was is there. Look, he's like, I look, I worked hard to get her. You know, he, he said it You're like when I go hard when I wanted Mia, I went hard and I got her. I plucked her off the steak and shrimp, whatever they was, the surfing turf, the surf you know, I plucked her right on out of there. So he is used to going hard. I think it's admirable that he wants to um, provide for his family. Um, and I love that he was willing to drop whatever he needed to drop to keep his marriage together. So kudos to that. I actually love seeing that. But I also thought it was interesting because it seemed like in the first two seasons that we saw Mia, uh, or the first season we saw Mia or we met her, she made it seem like Gordon was in the background and she was doing a lot of the work. Then the next season we saw that, you know, she was saying that Gordon has taken a backseat and Mia is just so busy. And so I just find it interesting that now it is, he is working so much that he's not there for the kids. But in fact, we kind of see on the TV that he's like the nanny and all of this stuff. So it was like, just interesting, these pictures that they're painting because I'm trying to see the, you know, Basquiat come to life, but it's really looking like a Basquiat abstract art because I can't figure out, is he working too much? Is he not working enough? Is like now he's doing too much. And a question I want to ask you is like, if he is going so hard that he is approaching these invest, like uh, that, that if well, the board if the board's going to wow. my take on it. So I think he's trying to make up because he used to be a breadwinner and it's really hard. You know, if you're the person in the relationship who's used to earning the money and that sort of thing, and then you fall off, I think that he's trying to go even harder now to try and get back to the position of breadwinner. So, so yes, I agree with that, but <laughs> they were saying that he was going so hard when he was a board member that they voted him out. They probably, I mean, all I got, all I got to do is not like what he doing. So clearly he okay. did something that they didn't like. And you know, that's, that's how I work in corporations. The board can vote you out. So he got voted out. So they talk about how he was pursuing other ventures. Right. And this is, this is the shocker of all shockers, which, oh my gosh. So, you know, they talk about how he's pursuing other ventures and they sold one of their businesses or something like that. And they had a friend that was, or an acquaintance, lawyer, friend, right. family member who was a, an attorney who was helping them with the business deal. The business deal closed. They were supposed to receive half a million dollars. And um, the attorney did not provide the half a million dollars. So, you know, Gordon, he goes hard. He got, you know, his own investigator. Right. And they ended up telling um, the bar. So that's the organization that, you know, basically manages the conduct and the licensure of attorneys and they disbarred him. So he was no longer going to be able to practice. And then soon after he committed suicide. So um, it's kind of crazy. And yes. it it's like, yeah. So again, now we're learning of even more of these legal woes. And I was confused. The story 
was a little confusing because I couldn't understand if when Gordon sold some of these properties, was it with the family? And which is why they then retained legal fees or which is why they retained a lawyer to ensure that they would get their portion of whatever that they sold. And so like, that is a little murky to me. And honestly, I didn't Google it because I was like, I don't want to, I don't know if I want to uh, get into that because it seems like whoever this person was, um, that this was somebody who was close to and maybe have been a family member um, or something like that. I'm, I'm not sure. So I didn't really want to get into it because I don't like being in people's family business like that. And I'm sure it was already painful for them. I mean, well, I just wanted to know. Now we're getting a little bit more about what Mia is going through. And, you know, she is in therapy. Mia, like you said, she also said, I, I filed for divorce. I said, oh, child, you was... She said she retained legal counsel. Come on now. Because I, I was like, what did you say? Because I was documenting that. Um, so she has not filed for divorce, even though, you know, the streets, the streets be talking. The streets, the streets say she in the streets, okay? The streets are saying she is having a, a hot girl autumn. So... The streets say that she um, is separated from her husband, mm. Gordon Thornton. So um, that is unfortunate. Um, uh, so I hope that, I don't know, I hope they get it back together. But, you know, hey, maybe she'll get her a uh, little boo thing. I don't know. But we, we shall see. see. So we the girls see. are all ready for Austin. We're at the airport. And it seems like NECA and Wendy are kind of sort of interacting with each other um we get to austin and ashley comes up with this idea to separate the cars uh now mind you wait, 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 wait. yes so this was funny by the star sign i thought that was very interesting um it's giving <laughs> yeah sure it's ashley's idea yeah or is it production's idea because it right, sounds like they, it would make for they put um my girl, uh, who Robin in they the worst Robin with Robin Wendy was Wendy and, and Candace. Candace, uh, and I believe Mia. Uh, and then it was Karen, NECA, Giselle, and Ashley. Uh, and so the car, so one of those cars sounded a lot more fun than the other car. Let's, uh, let's yes, yeah. and at least we hear. In some of her confessionals, we hear Candace say that, like, it's awkward uh, to be at odds with Robin and you all of this and that. And again, I but you did that to yourself because right. you ain't have to come for her neck like that. You could have. And, and this is, again, something that is wrong with Candace. She's a very cute girl, you know, great storylines, but her mouth is ridiculous. Like, why would you say that about a friend that she's a fraud? I mean, and also, why do you harp on things so much? But this is going to also come back when they have the whole conversation on her and Giselle. But so they're in the not fun car, the the, fun, the car of uh, get me out of here now. Quiet. Yeah. Uh, right. The, and the, and say the less other car, car, the say <laughs> the less horror. car. And the other car with Karen and Giselle, they get the talking and then they're talking about Robin and Ken and Karen is basically saying like, I mean, I, I want to work it out with Robin. I try to work it out. Right. Then she goes into the Karen pie that the pie. The pie, not, okay, Patty's, pie. not Patty's pie, but right. Karen's pie. And Karen is saying that their friendship is fractured. It's like a pie. You cut it in half and that half of it is in the freezer and the other half is in the refrigerator and Karen is ready to defrost it. 
But then a, a half of that pie that's in the, the but freezer. Then, oh, the now, then right. a quarter of the pie is cut right. and that's right. in the freezer. And so, right. you know. And then she thought out, but then maybe it might need to go back and maybe she need to split it in the ace and she don't know. But it's some part of the pie that's still in the freezer that's going to be taken out at a later date. It's kind of like your wedding cake when you get married and then you take the top tier and you put it in, you freeze it and then you eat it a year later. It like just that. was what she was saying. I understood what Carol was saying, but I didn't <laughs> understand what, like, I didn't understand the pie. I didn't understand half of it being in the freezer. Then I didn't understand the other half. Then when she cut it in quarters. She made me think of Thanksgiving. I was like, do I have pumpkin pie left like I was thinking I'm like dang I'm hungry like listening to her so anyway I guess she's just trying to say she got some things still to be addressed with Robin it was a horrible metaphor confused everybody in the car um, which is why that was the best car to be in like I want to be in the pie conversation instead of having dry silence in the other car um, the pie conversation was like baffling yet fascinating then we get to our hotel. We go to Ashley's penthouse suite. She's got a spread of tacos. And she reveals to the ladies that y'all all got regular rooms. But I'm going to put my girl Robin in the other penthouse because she's just been going through so much. And yeah. uh, it's the grand dime for me. The grand dime is like, I take a little closet. That's funny. To be at peace <laughs> with my soul, huh? to be at peace with my soul and my institution than be in a penthouse. And so... Well, Mia also got a room, like, a little suite, too. She got, like, her little junior suite. I saw that when she opened the door. Um, The hotel was cute. It was, you know, they gave them all beers as a welcome drink, so I thought that was kind of funny. Um, I personally am not a beer drinker. I'm a, you know, straight to the liquor, maybe some Um, wine. We know, chat. That's that's how I get the party started. One Not shot, that. and she is ready to go. Uh, right, one more. Mm. Mm-hmm. No, so I, <laughs> they I get their beers with your tea because, yeah. I, but I'm a fun drinker. I mean, are you? Yes, I am. girl. I mean, you're fun, but your fun just don't stop. But you never correct. Why? Why would the fun stop? But you never had to like you know, peel me off the floor or hold my hair back. Well, that is true. That is true. Yeah, I I do have to push you off me because when you get drunk, you like to then say, we're cuddling tonight. And then I am... You don't want my love? Are you trying to say that you don't want this? You don't want this? I mean, like, I'm just trying to express how much I love you. And that just comes easier With a little liquid, you know, lubrication. Um, everything's better with lube, right? Oh. So, I mean, I don't understand. I, but okay, I'll. You know what? I'll remember this. You can. You won't. You to get two beds when we get a hotel room, but you know where I will be. I mean, I I always get two beds, and I'm always like, Jatia, this is your bed, and I always see just my bed to put my clothes on, and then I'll be in your bed. Anyway. <sighs> Anyway, anywho. That will never uh, change, sir. That's never changed since I, we first met. I um, since we, okay, well, yeah. uh, since you broke into my room, yes, we uh, know that in the Philippines when I got voted off, uh, in the, you know, uh, I was chilling in our resort. You, 
It's our meet cute story, dear, about how you tried to not be my friend and lock no. me out of your room. No. Put, like the, the broom in the <clears throat> sliding glass door. And I was like, mm, I'm from the hood. Know how to get around that one. And, no. I, and I crept him in your bed. You, uh, I got voted out. Well, you know, I got voted out and then I had some time at Ponderosa and I enjoyed my time at Ponderosa, right? I would sleep all day, wake up go get food, go back to sleep, go down to the ocean. Then when Jatia came, we were so excited. Uh, we had a little party. Jatia had one shot and she was dancing on the bar. And, you know, we were having such a good time. It was really one of the first times we really got to talk that night. And then, you know, I was like, all right, girl, I'm going to sleep. And you were like, I'll be in your room. I'll see. I'll come see you tomorrow. And then back in my mind, I was like, oh, Okay. And I just remember specifically locking my door that night because I was like, I want to make sure I get some sleep and continue my relaxation. Right. I the faith I'll see you in the morning. I woke up that next morning with your tea in my bed, like good morning. I was like, girl. Yes. Yes. When I I met the next morning. Like you were like Yeah, you were like the only person I wanted to hang out with on the trip so far. So yeah, wow. I mean, that's our meet cute. That's what it's always been. I'm consistent. We keep it going. And that's it. So, yeah, so the girls get checked in and now they are refreshed and they are coming down to the pool. Now, this is the uh, the meat and potatoes. So they're down at the pool. It's first Karen, uh, Wendy and Candace. And then they're talking about NECA. And you know, Wendy gives us this this speech that, like, you know, I don't really have much more to say. Like, you know, she, I don't know her. I don't know her. It was I don't really know her. Between, it was more between not me. I wasn't involved. It was between my sister and she, her in law. Right. So she didn't even like. Right. So at this point, we start to understand the lie starts to unravel. Right. Because they ask her like, well, girl, you seem pretty cool and chill. Like, how you doing? Wendy's like, I don't know her. She clearly wanted to come on here to get under my skin and yes. it's just a done deal. Well, attack her Nigerian sister is what she said. Right. She so said. now she's all- like, oh, you should have came correct, but you attacked my Nigerian sister. This is when she begins to lose the whole freaking war. When so, she starts and- saying that. Right. And it's also like you're gaslighting her right now. Now you're bringing in your Ebo sister. Now you're like, now you're raising the stakes. And so in this conversation that she says, like, you know, it's between my sister and her in-laws. And so that is the first acknowledgement of, hmm. So if it is between your sister and her in-laws, then there is a connection. Right. Because okay. you, you were insisting that none of that, this was a figment of her imagination. Y'all don't know each other. She don't know nobody you know. Uh, Eddie didn't go to the same school as her husband. Like, she knew Nigeria. I ain't even from Nigeria. I'm from, you know, like, she she is in that little mind space. Like, totally denying it. Like, she doesn't know what happens. But before, before we pop off, right, before we then get to that. comes the Grand Dame, right? Wait, 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 wait. And before Neca get down there, right? The Grand Dame insists on a couple of times bringing up Candace and Giselle. So she's um, trying to get the, you know, she's trying to pull pull uh, the Candace Giselle pie out the freezer, right? And thaw it out. <laughs> and oh, that, that ain't even pie. That's a piece of chicken. Okay. Right. So the chicken and she trying to, you know, thaw out the chicken. The chicken is rotten. Okay. Okay. And the chicken is rotten. It's and nasty. so nasty. It's disgusting. It's 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 rotten. Okay. And both of them 
she trying to tell, you know, the ground down, look, we good. We ain't got to be friends. Giselle actually puts it very, uh-huh. very nicely, right? She's like, I don't want to be involved with her. She's reckless. I said what I said. And very pointedly and right, Giselle's like, she keeps making a mountain out of a molehill. I said what I said. I never said, you know, all she blew it up. She made it more than it was. Right. And now she keeps perpetuating it. And it's to the point where it's affecting me and my, my family, my children. And I ain't got nothing else to say to her. <clears throat> I thought it was great <clears throat> when she let Candace go on and on and on. And, and then she's I, like, good, done, right, done. Right. Yes. Exactly. Agreed. So, yeah, it is. It's very interesting because, again, we know in housewife rules that one, Giselle is not even acknowledging Candace. Right. And Candace is of the one that's like she's the one that should be hurt and all of this stuff. And there is a point that I do agree with Candace that, yes, what Giselle alleged. Could be damning to your husband, right? Like I'm, in his I'm business. sorry, but what Giselle no. said is is that he made me feel uncomfortable. Well, yes, right? But I, what I'm, because listen, I'm trying to be fair, because listen, pe- the people in the comments, they always be saying I'm just a team green eye pants. Like what I'm saying is like, what your, not what you said, but what you, what could be concluded from what you said could not look positive on Michael. However, okay, but this is the thing. I don't Michael, care what but, the people uh, in the comments say. Y'all wrong. Y'all wrong in the comments. I'll put that. I'll put that in the comments. Y'all wrong. So the comments, I mean, the person who made it out to be more than it was, because all Giselle said was he made me feel uncomfortable. He came in close door. He already said, look, I wasn't trying to make you feel uncomfortable. I didn't think of it that way. And that could have been the end of it. But right. old girl with her rotten ass mouth keeps blowing it up, talking about sexual assault. Nobody said anything about that. It was done. It was over. It was between your husband and Giselle. And we could have moved on, but you keep perpetuating it. I don't and know. You're making maybe. it bigger than what it is. The only Correct. thing that I do agree with Candace is that you had months off filming. If this was an issue, I'm not saying I agree with her, but I do think that she does have a point that like, this happened months ago. I then agree, we but they are filming. on a reality TV show. Well, and I she mean, ain't trying to get in trouble like Robin. So, yes, I agree with that. But I also, like, where I kind of agree with Candace is, is that if we are friends, right, and what you are, like, I just, you should tell me that off camera. Like, I, not like, friends. So, well, right. And that's what it boils down to. And again, it's as simple as what Giselle said. She could have shut it down then and it wouldn't have been anything. And again, then you always say, oh, Giselle always likes to come for people's marriages and husbands, blah, blah, blah. But the thing about it is, Candace, it's like you kind of took that and used that as your whole storyline. You know what? And thank goodness because she ain't had nothing less, nothing, nothing else. I mean, her, her, she was paying for her own, you know, tour. So thank goodness she's still on the show. And Giselle brought this up and she keeps perpetuating because else I don't see how else she's going to pay for the stores unless she start being nice to the daddy. So, I mean, oh, wow. she need to look, she need to go ahead and, and say thank you and keep it moving. So, right. but so basically, go, they're both right. done. But but it's interesting because like they don't acknowledge each other right at all. Like they don't speak. They don't say hi. And so I only bring that up because like in Housewives, you know that. So essentially they're saying they don't want to film with each other. Like they'll film right. and that's group. like basically and the death knell. And when you're that, a housewife and nobody wants to film with you, that's when your ass get moved on. 
So they clearly are not filming. And I feel like this season we will see a lot of these group gatherings because clearly the producers want to see them together and talking, but clearly they're not having it. So we'll see who wins that battle. Now, while all of this is going on, Mia takes Robin for a walk to confide in Robin about what so is happening. I just want to say that Giselle is going to win that. Let's be honest. They ain't getting rid of Giselle for Candace, but go ahead. Well, I mean, but here's the thing though, right? Like, I, I mean, I'm a green-eyed bandit and I ride for Giselle and I ride for Robin. I ride for either of them. I do like Candace. I do think Candace is great for the show. Like, I would be sad if Candace was gone, though. I wouldn't. (laughs) Sorry, I wouldn't. I mean, like, I would be sad if Giselle was gone. Oh, yeah. I don't know if I would watch the show anymore. Correct. So that's what I'm saying. But if Candace went, I'd be like, "Mm, can we get some cameos by Dottie, at least? Can Dottie come back? Dottie take her place. Right. Uh, Let Dottie have Right. So I love this little walk between Robin and Mia. Because um, I think this is the great thing about Robin, right? Robin cannot, you know, can not be on the greatest terms with somebody, but she can have genuine moments despite that. So I wouldn't say that her and Mia are the best of friends, but she goes on a little walkie walk with Mia. Um, and she is very empathetic when Mia tells her about her um, financial situations and also the suicide associated with the financial situation. And um, it brings back the issue when Robin and Juan invested some money with one of Juan's friends who was a groomsman in their wedding, their the first wedding, um, and and then committed suicide. Mm. And I thought that was a very nice moment between them two um, and showed that they could support each other because it's hard. You know, you're trying to do business and then you cause some, you know, somebody to. Uh, be in such distress. They probably caused themselves to be in such distress, but still you had a hand in it and right. it just makes you feel guilty. Like, what are you doing for money? So I thought that was a really nice moment. What did you think of it? I uh, It just reminded me that Robin, in my opinion, is <laughs> that's a hot take, but she's like one of the realest housewives on the show, in my opinion. Like, she's okay. one of the people on the show that I could say that, like, I feel like if I were to meet Robin, her and I could be friends. That's a good way. I mean, would you let her lay in your bed, though? She's no, no me, of course. So, no, I'm just kidding. Um, I do think she would be, she seems fun to hang out with. She seems, she seems like she's loyal. Really real. Look, she's a little Delulu about her man, but, you know, we all have those friends as well who are Delulu about their significant others, you know. So, it, ain't, it wouldn't be the first time. But uh, that was I, a, a nice little moment. That was, that was it. And, uh, like, in my opinion, like, almost like, one of Mia's better moments of her whole time being on the franchise, like a little weird, like, I, I don't know. I just felt a sense of, I don't know what I felt, right? But she was trying to cry. I don't know if an actual tear came down, but it was just something of that moment with her and Robin that I was like, okay, like, I, I like this side of Mia or her uh, telling her truth. Uh, I agree. But, I think it, it would have been better if she had a tiny piece of tissue paper folded up into a tiny triangle and like was dabbing her eyes and looking up. You know, yeah. Um, so okay. Candace has coined that. <laughs> she uh, has. But now. <laughs> so now main event. We get back. Everybody is at the pool. Everybody is at the pool. Mm. Everybody in the pool getting tipsy. They doing tequila shots, hey. you know. Hey. They, uh, uh. Everybody in the club getting tipsy. 
Everybody in the club. Uh, what was his name? Raquan? You show I think me how old I am because I was in the club getting tipsy um, when that song was talking. I was in um, kindergarten, but it's okay. You were in kindergarten? Okay. So you you were not, you were in the, uh, you were in the tub getting tipsy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> about. On milk. <laughs> um, so. Everybody's back at the pool. All right. They have been properly lubricated, socially lubricated. So they are ready. And so now NECA has joined. Um, and everybody is here, and here we go. We bust out that now Wendy does know what her mom be doing, right? She is hip. She's well, privy to what her mom be doing. Well, break, break, back it up, back it up, back it up. So before, no. before Mia and before Mia and Robin return, as Karen is trying to piece the pie of Robin and Candace, uh, Giselle throws out that, you know, something like, well, with Wendy's mom, or or Giselle asks Wendy, like, well, what's up with you and NECA? And then Giselle, and, and Wendy's like, oh, my, my mom ain't never do that. My mom, we don't do that over here. My mom's a good person. And then Giselle says, well, your mom did write do a Facebook Mia. post about Mia. And enter scene Mia and Robin. And Mia like, why everybody looking at me? And then Wendy's like, well, Giselle wanted to hear what my mom said about you. And in a way to try to defend her mom horrible which made it worse she reads the actual thing her mom wrote child the mom was saying something about wendy and peter the thunderstorm the fire holy ghost holy ghost fire now holy ghost fire and thunderstorm and they go on hell so basically i'm like this is pretty much what they saying that you that your mama did like telling people that they gonna get theirs, that they going to hell, using storm, right? Using biblical references to like damn and condemn people. So everybody is like, everybody like, um, and Wendy's like, see, this is my mind. This is something like that. This is no witchcraftery there. Yeah, girl, it's not witchcraftery, but it darn sure sounds like praying against you. It sounds like you really want them to go to hell. Like, is it heaven hell? You know, so I'm like, you are not making your case. So that is strike two. That is strike two against Wendy, honey. <clears throat> so she read the things and then she was like, oh, that's not, but I don't know them. I don't know them. So then here comes the gut punch. Also, we got a little blurry, right? Because then NECA and they got dates coming out. Was it August 4th, August 2nd, April 2nd, then April 4th and April 7th? about the timelines of who said what to who, when, what, blah, blah, blah. What? But what gets Miss Wendy is, mm. she says, this is between my, my sister, sister and her friend. Yes. Girl, what? So you mean to tell me if your sister Wendy and the friend that is Ebo, that is, or not Ebo, what's her name? Uh, Lebe. Lebe. Lebe and when Lebe and uh, Ivy. Ivy are friends. That there's the connection, sis. Right. But you just said you didn't know. Right. So now she's saying she don't even know Lebe. But this is the kicker. Bravo, shadiness. So no, but you got it. You gotta. You got to. You got to. You got to tell the story right. Right. So Wendy is like, no, that's between my sister. I don't like. I don't know them. Then Naked was like, well, you don't know 
Lebe? Because yeah, why? Then why? why did you call her out at your baby's bright uh baby shower, right? Or sip and see. Blessing you know, or baptism. It was a baptism. It was a baptism. So and at your at your daughter's baptism, why did you call Lebe out as somebody who you would want your daughter to uh be like? And, and listen, I am the person Bravo's currently and I'm at the person at Bravo. The person at Bravo was like, get the footage. Get the footage, baby. When Wendy said that Lebe is somebody who she wants her daughter to be like, you know what? That was strike three, baby. That was strike three. So now it don't matter about the phone log. It don't matter. <laughs> like, you know, you said you don't know her. You clearly know her. You said your, your mama don't be talking about people and sending them to hell. You read it out. And then third, now we got footage of you basically saying how great of a role model Lebe is. And let me take let me take it a step further. Lebe is Ike's blood. So then that ties kind of sort of where Ike was getting so upset with Eddie because clearly y'all know each other. Y'all know each other. Like, y'all don't have to know each other, but like, y'all, like, you know who she is. And because this is the thing that is, that I like every Nigerian person I know, if you know another like Nigerian, they'd be like, oh, where they from? What's their tribe? What's the, 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 they be drilling down into it. So they make it a business, like, to know other people. It's not like, you know, it's huge. Y'all at the same freaking school and from the same freaking tribe. And like, come on now, get over it. So they look, they end up looking stupid. At the end of the episode, Wendy is there looking like because she's been caught three times out. Everybody and everybody onto it. And NECA calls it out. It's like you heard through the grapevine that I said your name to get on this show. And that's really what it's about, right? Like, and it's giving you wanted to be the only Nigerian on the show representing for your tribe. And here's the thing, right, Wendy? Like, there is a part of me that like I could kind of I can understand that. Right. Like, you know, you want to be like, I get it. But like, girl, you went through all these hoops, jumps, obstacles to like stop this girl from getting on the show. And, and you now put her on the show with all the stuff you was doing. And now you are giving her the welcome first season. Like you like God don't like ugly. God don't. Well, not listen. only that. But you could have got together. You could have been like the Nigerian twins. You could have been like the green, the night and the green eye bandits versus the Nigerian twins. You could have done that. But no, you had to try and do the okie doke on the girl. You put her on the show, and also it flashes back to how mean she was to Mia when mm-hmm. Mia first got on the show. Nobody wasn't that mean to you when you slithered on to the show. You know what I'm saying? So the green eye bandits welcomed you. Correct. Right. Everybody would welcome her with open arms. So um, she has been the one who has been hating on new people constantly, you know. Um, And it's funny because they did not welcome. um, Oh, what's the girl who fought? uh, Who who drugged? Mm -hmm. Right. They were mean to her. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Monique. 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 Oh, you don't have Um, a house? I have. Four homes. I, oh gosh, epic, epic line. Four homes. Yeah. Um, although sidebar to a side, sidebar of a sidebar. You know, because I am Team Green Eyed Bandit, uh, I was not, you know, Team Monique. However, I do miss Monique. Monique was great TV. Like Monique got the girls together. I like Monique. Uh, she has been so far my favorite housewife. 
um, to be honest. I liked her a lot. Uh, I think there was some issues there and clearly in her marriage because she ain't married no more. Um, and what she wanted to do with her life, like sort of, you know, the five week situation with Wendy, five week Wendy. Um, ass all of that. Like, you know, I, um, I would love Monique to return. Now, I don't know how that would work out because I'm sure Candace would put a stop to it, but I would love Monique and they should do it how they do all these other housewives. Bring her back as a friend of the show. Well, you and know what? They can just let Candace go and bring Monique back and Shasha. I'll take Shasha or Monique over Candace. I don't know. I just think she's kind of, no, not kind. I think she's very toxic. So we'll see. But at mm. the end of the episode, this is where we are. It's like a dun dun dun, and Wendy is looking stupid. Um, everybody, it's like case is closed. Case is closed on this. Wendy, everybody knows Wendy is jealous, um, and that's I feel like where we're at. Mm. That's you know, and so I feel like that's a lot for the first day in Austin. You know, the girls' trip is already given what it what it's supposed to give. It's, it's doing day. what it's supposed okay. to do, and yeah. Although I'm not a huge fan of Wendy, like I do like Wendy and what she brings to the show, but it's like, girl, you are, and I ain't even trying to dog pile on you, but like you did this to yourself, sis, and. Yes. However delusional you want to call Robin and Giselle, like, girl, what do you look like right now? You look real delulu right now. So I want to like Wendy, too, but she makes it hard. She makes it very hard. She's smart. She's educated. She's beautiful, has a beautiful family. She just needs to, you know, just calm it down. On her lane, right. Yes. So I hope that she takes this trip to regroup because she needs it because she got smacked on, on her ass. Um, and just take it down a notch. So what uh, what is going on for the rest of the time that they are in Austin that we're looking forward to in the next episode? Well, I mean, <laughs> I just saw the quick preview of Robin not looking too great. Right. Uh, and Breaking I guess down she, on the bus. she, but prior to that, I guess the girls were confronting her about the hotel situation and Robin, like she said on Watch What Happens Live, was like, uh, I didn't see, I, you know, why periodically deletes everything out of his phone? He real, like, ain't no about stuff like that now, girl. Yeah, and so she lost me with the deleting stuff out of the phone. So clearly in the next episode, Karen is unthawing the rest of the pie that okay. that's left, left in the freezer. She's unthawing it and decides to serve it up to Robin. Um, Robin is typically the strong one, but we will see. Clearly, she's going to have at least a, a little bit of a moment of breakdown. And I'm here to see it. And, you know, it, it's fine. I think it's fine for her not to try to be strong all the time. And I hope the other ladies are there for her when she does, you know, break down a little bit. Yeah, we'll have to see uh, what happens on episode six. But this is going to be the conclusion of our Purple Pants yes, moment yes. recap of episode Five, uh, Jatia Hart-Taylor. Thank you. Thank you. I just want to say, so we talked a lot about, you know, suicide. So if you are feeling like, you know, you are having some issues in your life, don't be afraid to ask for help. Um, You can't be too strong. We have suicide hotlines. You have friends. So please reach out. We do want to say that it's a serious subject, even though, you know, we touched on it. But be safe. It's the winter. You know, you get them doldrums and stuff like that. Check in on your folks everything like that and thank you so much for having me purple pants podcast talking about potomac on the purple pants podcast. okay the purple pants podcast of potomac hold on because now you got me uh uh hold on 
I just want to uh purple pants. Uh, is it? I'm trying to, uh, but I can't type and talk. Hold on. Uh, the. I hate like when your phone, when you're looking for something and your phone, like the auto type, uh, hold on, because you did touch on something and I want to try. Okay. It, it, it's, it's giving. The, why is my phone? Uh, but anyway, I just wanted to provide the national suicide hotline because I did think that was an important oh, topic. Yes, you can call just 988 on your phone uh, if you need to talk to somebody or you're feeling uh, any type of way. I think that, you know, it it takes a strong person to say that they need help. Uh, and the holiday seasons can be hard for people. So I think that is a great uh Wait again. All right, you guys. Don't don't let If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com slash audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com slash audio. That's carshield.com slash audio. Purchase new wiper blades from O'Reilly Auto Parts today and we'll install them for free. See better and drive safer with O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly.